Welcome aboard the Little Red Bandwagon, your weekly plus podcast about a podcast that's too beautiful to live. From the Stick of Butter Studios in New Brighton, Minnesota, I'm Anne Lundholm. Every Monday, we bring you a recap of the previous week's TBTL, but today it's time for a Friday clip show where we do a deep dive into a topic in TBTL history. And joining me tonight is my regular clip show partner from Linwood, Washington. It's the nice lady, Christy Wise. Hello, Christy. Hello. So tonight we're going to start with some general discussion on the topic at hand. We'll play and discuss the relevant TBTL clips. We'll clean some house and we'll tell everybody how they can get involved with the show. So Christy, I am having a really difficult time coming up with a succinct description for today's topic because calling it how Luke carelessly loses every small electronics item he owns doesn't roll off the tongue, you know, and it's not the topic of his general carelessness. It's not about crashing his boat or smashing the boat trailer into the planter box or any of that stuff. This is specifically how, cavalier he is with his phones and his iPads and his laptops and I don't know has he lost an eye watch or anything like that sure (laughs) so whatever Apple product he's uh, carting around and it's kind of like a weird thread to pick at as we were just talking before we started recording you were like I was wondering if there was enough stuff to do this show and then you listened to the clips and you were like oh yeah yep (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I I like to I'm gonna after listening to this I wager to think that he really actually lost the light phone I you know <laughs> that would not surprise me <laughs> it's in some cab but he didn't want to be he didn't want to be lectured at by Andrew right right and he had hyped that phone so much that oh uh, having the tens come after him for losing it would <laughs> not be something that he might want to deal with. But right. I picked this topic because I am fascinated by it because I am so completely the opposite of Luke when it comes to handling my small, expensive toys. And I want to take care that I don't get like judgy or superior about this and be like, well, I just take better care of my things mm-hmm. um, because I'm a little pathological in how careful I am with my stuff. And it's like Luke and I are just t- different ends of the spectrum as far as this is concerned. So I'm going to try really hard not to be judgy. And if I start That's to get that keys way, to the show, you have to <laughs> let me know. <laughs> That not everybody is weird like me. <laughs> well, I would think that he would be weirder because he needs it to work. Mm-hmm. Like all of those devices are a need to have for work. It's not just him thinking it's a fun, oh, I have a laptop for looking at Facebook. No, he writes shows. He writes content. He needs it for everything that he does. Mm-hmm. You would think that he would treat it a little bit different. Well, and I was also thinking about it in the context of this stuff is so expensive. Yeah. And given how poor he grew up, 
you would think that he would sort of value the dollar amount on this more, yeah. but maybe I don't understand it. Maybe it's just like he never had any money anyway. So whether something is $5 or $500, it was all the same to him mm-hmm. in terms of how it felt in his brain. Hmm. I don't know. I don't know. I didn't have things when I grew up and I take care of. Right. So it's it's not a socioeconomic issue as much as it is just a personality yeah. issue, probably. <laughs> <laughs> and that's not to say that like accidents don't ever happen, even to mm-hmm. people that are careless. I mean, it's not a, a small electronics, but have you talked about what happened to your TV? Oh, no. Do you want to? <laughs> sure. Um, so we don't really, um, like Andrew getting a $200 TV, like we had this TV for 10 years. It was old and it was probably about on its last legs. It would flicker a lot. We didn't care. Our realtor bought us one when we moved in and it was like a $300 Walmart TV. We're like, yes, this is an upgrade from our old, heavy going out TV. We did Mm -hmm. not even care. And then my um, stepdad, who we call Papa Q, came over and he's like, that's trash. No, (laughs) no, you're not having that TV. And and then for, so for this Christmas, he just dropped by and brought this like fancy 65 inch blah, blah, 4D something. Lots of letters and lots of numbers that I don't understand. (laughs) I saw it. It was a beautiful TV. Yeah. He hooks it up and we're like, oh my God, it's amazing. And so we, you know, we have this. And um, the other day I was actually recording with Meredith and Anne. Um, Elliot got got this uh, sword, this plastic sword. And she was doing all these like fencing moves and kind of dance moves with the sword all weekend. And I was like, you've almost hit me in the face a couple times. Let's, you know, let's not play with the sword that way. She didn't listen. And one point while I was recording, she took the sword out and the sheath flew off and it pegged the TV in just the right way that it shattered the screen. Um, <laughs> and I was upstairs and Jeremy texted me and said, Ellie just broke the TV. And I thought he was joking. I'm like, ha ha. And he's like, no, really, it's bad. And I thought that it was just like a, t- I don't know how TVs work these days. So just a little tiny, it's probably this, it was probably the size of a nickel impact where it hit caused a six inch, um, white strip to go along the top and the bottom. So just got oh. it just right. Yeah. So it's useless. I mean, I, I'm like, we can do this. We can watch TV. You can't see half the characters. <laughs> I tried. <laughs> I made the effort. So we, I was like, okay, well, we had plans to start remodeling um, our bathroom. And I was like, okay, so I guess that's, we're not going to do that. Um, so we went and got one and the exact same TV because it's, you know, months later and it's like the 2017 model. Um, and they're about to bring out the new ones was on like super sale. So we replaced it. Oh, and well, every time something. she gets near it, I'm like, oh, oh, hey. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> and then we bought this strap where you like strap it because it could fall over too. Mm-hmm. Um, we bought a strap that's like for earthquakes or something just to 
hold it in because I'm like if she decides to have a fit and stomps up the stairs in it to like I have all I never was scared about that and now I'm like have all these scenarios in which it's going to fall over and crack again mm-hmm. but this is a scenario where to like illustrate my point that sometimes things just happen yeah. to your stuff and it mm-hmm. certainly wasn't like a deliberate or malicious act by Ellie Right. She's just being a kid and waving well, the sword around. If it and- was deliberate. <laughs> because I said, was it on purpose? Because she does have a temper. And I could see a scenario in which she took it and just started hitting the TV with it. Mm-hmm. If that was the case, I would have sold all of her things to buy a new TV. Well, that would be fair. <laughs> right? Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> but... These things happen to everybody once in a while. Mm -hmm. But to Luke, these things just seem to happen, you know, two or three times a year. One of the clips that we're going to listen to, he made a comment that he just has the worst luck with iPhones. And Mm -mm. I was like, oh, honey, this is not luck we're talking about. (laughs) No. This is just the (laughs) fundamental way that that you go through life. Yeah. Um, okay. So the first thread of this is kind of like his general carelessness. And then the second thread of it is getting them stolen, like mm-hmm. lost to stolen. And I wanted to know if, if you'd ever had anything like that happen to you. Um, electronics. I had an, iPod the iPod that had the oh what was it called I don't know it was right before it they all got wi-fi maybe because it had find find my iPod on it so whatever you needed for that it was I had just got it and I was in New Orleans and left it in my hotel room because I have way too much um trust so I just Mm -hmm. leave things out all the time um and it got stolen and I tracked it, and it was in New Orleans. So probably the maid or someone came in and stole it. Right. I am so completely untrusting <laughs> that <laughs> I don't leave anything out. I really Sometimes I even take anything with me from the oh, hotel okay. because I just don't trust it. When I was in Portugal, my uh, my room had a little safe in it, and I was like, oh, this mm-hmm. is the best thing ever. And like I locked my passport and my... Mm-hmm. Kindle deal thing in there every day when I went out because I just don't trust anyone. Yeah. Passport especially is pretty. You want to hide that. Mm-hmm. And in college, I always used to lock my dorm room door, even though one year I lived in a suite situation where it was like six eight by 10 cells. And so everyone got their own eight by 10 cell. And Mm. then there was like a common living area and bathroom area with a door that closed and locked out into the hall of the dorm. And I would even always like close and lock my individual door because I didn't trust anybody. I didn't even trust my roommates with my stuff. Oh, that's really interesting. Growing up, we didn't have, we never locked our door um, to our house. And would keep the garage door open, which then was an open door into our house. And um, 
when my parents went to sell the house, we had to have the door rekeyed because no one knew where the key was. Because <laughs> <laughs> we just had never locked it. <laughs> and wow. often our friends would just be like hanging out in the house like, uh-huh. oh, when are you guys going to get home or whatever. <laughs> I can't imagine. Yeah. So I probably need to be a little bit better. Like I need a happy medium between me and you. Probably. <laughs> um, so shall we dive into these clips? Yes. There's plenty to talk about. Let's go for the the first one is from October 21st, 2013. Uh, Luke has been in Los Angeles for, I forget if he said why, and I just don't remember. But uh, he had his laptop stolen. And this is him telling Andrew the story. Here is the thing that happened to me this weekend, though. I was flying from Los Angeles to Portland on Saturday, and my laptop got stolen at LAX. Oh, no. How? It was the craziest thing. So I was working on the Livewire show, which, for those of you who might be first-time listeners, is a radio show that I do that records here in Portland. I was on the laptop working. I'm waiting for my flight. And then uh, it's time to go, so I pack up my bags, and I leave the laptop out of my bag because I'm going to be using it on the plane. And I walk across the walkway, if you will, to the Hudson News bookseller, and I buy some beef jerky, which was the most overpriced beef jerky I have ever purchased in my life. It's so expensive. It was Jack Link's beef jerky. It was so expensive that the girl working there said... Before I bought it, she said, Sir, I need to tell you that this beef jerky is $11. <laughs> and I said, I go, what? And I go, do people get mad? She goes, yeah, that's why we have to tell them in advance. The, the beef jerky is $11. <laughs> There's also a seven-day waiting period. That's right, exactly. Because apparently every time someone buys this beef jerky, they become enraged because that's that's, that's the point that they realize it's $11. So and then that's before my, you even work in the price of your laptop. That's right. It was, turns out it was a $2,311 bag of Jack Link's beef jerky. So I um, get the jerky, and I start walking towards the, the plane. And by the way, it's a Saturday, so the airport is completely empty. Super, like, you know, just, like, not that many people. And so I'm walking back, and I realize, oh, wait, I don't have my computer. Duh. So I walk back over to where I was sitting. Computer gone. I cannot imagine that feeling. Well, the, I mean, and the thing was, like, I go to the gate agent, and he, w- I said, did somebody bring a computer over? He was like, no. I called security. I, you know, I mean, I delayed the plane leaving because I was just, like, wandering around. I couldn't, like, I could, I did not want to get on the plane, but I had to because if I didn't get on that flight, I was not going to get back to Portland in time. So I was just, like, it was like I was leaving, like, it was like my child went missing at the airport, but I still had to get on the plane and go to Portland. <laughs> it was. Yeah. The, it was the worst feeling. And by the way, this morning I had the most depressing conversation with the LAX lost and found police department guy. I call because they don't open until 8 a.m. on Monday. So I had filed this online form, but I called at like 8.01 this morning because I thought maybe somebody picked it up and tried to take it to lost and found. Um, but but the reason I don't think that happened was because if somebody found that laptop, they would have just taken it over. The, the, the United Gate agent was like six feet away from where the computer was. And the most normal thing to do would have been to just take it to that guy. You know what I mean? Yeah. 
like so I mean that, so the fact that it didn't go to that guy makes me think someone wasn't returning it. somebody was just actually stealing it so anyway I call the LAX thing this morning and this guy answers he was like from the Shawshank Redemption like one of the he was like one of the bad like prison guards from the Shawshank Redemption he goes um Los Angeles International Police Lost and Found and I was like, uh, hi, I, uh, my laptop was stolen from LAX, or maybe somebody was trying to take it to Lost and Found, but uh, I'm just wondering if anybody turned it in. you got to fill out an online form. I said, yeah, I did. I filled out the online form. You will receive an email only if your item has been located. And I was like, okay, well, I was just wondering, what's the timeline? Like, how long does it usually take for you guys to go through the new stuff that's brought in? It depends on how many people like you left things out. Oh like, my god! Uh, and I go, okay, okay. Well, what's what's the what's the number? Could be fifty, could be a thousand. And I said, okay, but like, what's a regular weekend? Is it fifty or is it a thousand? There are no regular weekends here at Los Angeles International Airport. <laughs> and oh I was my like, god! And this guy works for tips. Yeah, no, this guy is like a cop at LAX, right. which is like barely even being a cop. It's like one step above Paul Blart. <laughs> anyway, so that was dispiriting, but it was just, I'm so effed, Walshki, because do you understand, like, every TBTL drop is on that computer? Oh, my God, you don't have backups of all that? Of course I don't. I'm an idiot. Oh, God, that hadn't even occurred to me. This affects me now, Luke. This affects <laughs> me now. Oh, no, I feel your pain. This really sucks. I, yeah, I, I don't just, know what I'm going to do. Uh, so I think the most important part of this clip, Christy, <laughs> is yes. Andrew going, you mean you don't have backups of those drops? And Luke yeah. going, of course I don't. <laughs> I'm surprised we have any of those original drops mm -hmm. at all. Mm -hmm. I know that a lot of them have been lost in multiple things like this or download incidences or they got... They got ruined because when they were on Cairo and when they got uploaded, they had that weird pause that he always talks about. Mm -hmm. um, uh, and why didn't this teach him? Because we know now, because it's the future, he still hasn't learned to put things in the cloud. Right. It's there just for people like him. Well, he can't get into his old iTunes account because of the Nickel approved <laughs> password, right? Right. <laughs> Why doesn't he just give it up and slash and burn that and start a new one? Yep. I think he should. And I feel like, I don't remember specifically, but after this, didn't he crowdsource some of the drops? He was like, tens. <laughs> Probably. Ten army, find these yeah. and send them back <laughs> into me. That sounds about right. Mm -hmm. And then he probably lost him again. But yeah, Andrew just is like, wait, now this, would affect now this is affecting me. <laughs> okay i have so much about this what the hell was that accent uh, that he's trying to do for the cashier right it's a it's a non-black black accent like it was sort of just is that what you got i got like a a for an unidentified foreign woman <laughs> <laughs> I'd love to know what other people thought when they heard this voice. Yeah, it, it, there wasn't anything offensive enough there for anybody to call him out on it, yeah. but it was weird. Yeah, yeah. Um, 
Also, they sell bags of jerky on Alaska flights for $6. Mm. Wait till you're on the flight and save money. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, that's an interesting one. I mean, you can tell it's pretty obvious that those cashiers have had a lot of bad beef jerky experiences. Mm-hmm. Given that I used to do that at the store sometimes, like um, if people would have a a total on their sale that might be higher than you would expect, just sort of looking at the items, like if it was in the hundreds mm-hmm. of dollars, but it was a relatively small pile of items. Mm-hmm. I used to sort of like internally flinch before I told them the total. Like I was yeah. bracing myself for them to go, what? What's so expensive? Right. So they must have dealt with that like dozens of times a day to the point where they're like, just want you to know. Yeah. It's going to be $11 for that bag of farts that you're buying. I had this happen to me once. Um, And it's kind of like a famous family story. I went to Spokane with my family and one of my younger cousins had just turned 21. So we're like, oh, let's go to this bar. This like really kind of very divey, like nothing that those guys have ever been in kind of divey bar. And I was like, okay, um, we'll take, um, I don't remember how many of their six shots of Jaeger. And the lady's like, do you know that costs $4 a shot? And I was like, okay, then give me eight or whatever, like doubled the number. <laughs> and then she goes like, okay, whew, okay, getting the Jaeger out. And then I don't know where she got it, but it's coming out, puts it on the counter and takes out the shot glass, starts lining them up. And this guy's like, who's the big spender? And <laughs> and then I was like, do you mean because we're getting Jaeger? And he's like, yeah, that that's, that's pretty pricey. You must be from the city or something weird like that. <laughs> but I just love that. Like, that's $4 a shot. Like, so there you go. Wow. <laughs> that's my beef jerky story. Yeah, that that is a classy <laughs> drinks emporium. I can tell. Right? <laughs> um, so I have a laptop uh, at LAX story. Mm. I left mine in security. Um, so you know how you have to like take it out and do all the thing. And I had just, okay, I really hate, I mean, we've been doing this whole rigmarole at security for how many years now? What? 18, 17. Mm -hmm. We should know it. Everyone should know it. Also, there's signs everywhere. Also, they say it over the loudspeaker. Also, there's a TSA agent reminding everyone over and over and over again as you stand in the lines. So I just am like, oh, get the goddamn laptop out of your bag. Like when they're, st- I'm, they're standing in front of me, like, who do you think you are that you get to just not have that? So I'm like always like, <laughs> you think you're Luke Burbank or something? <laughs> yes, I'm exactly. Like you're not going to get away with it. And and they're going to pull you aside and you're going to make this line go slow. That's the reason the, the lines are so slow is because of idiots like you. So I'm like all high and mighty like, oh, I have all my stuff prepped. Well, so I grabbed it. I don't think I it was a trip I normally would have taken a laptop. So it just slipped to my mind. And it was in between because you know how you like 
Because that's another thing is once you're through, get your stuff and move. Like, right. get out of the way. So I like had stacked up all my stuff and everything and the laptop was in the bottom bin and I had crunched all my, you know, stacked all my stuff and left it. Didn't realize it until I got home and went to that night to do something and pull out my laptop. I'm like, wait, where is it? We looked through all of our luggage and then I was like, crap, crap it out. So I contacted, they have like a, he's like the form that you, that you fill out. They found it and I had it back. I think within 10 days, I just had to pay for shipping. It was great. Wow. So they're on it, but someone didn't steal it. No, 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 no. Someone totally stole. Why would you leave your laptop? I mean, this is what I picture him is that he just has decided this, that the gate is his lounge, like his living room. Right. Mm-hmm. And, and <laughs> you don't leave stuff out there. Where, if regardless if the the gate area is empty or not. No, you just, just don't tempt people. No, you don't. And I think that he is not necessarily right to think that it was airport staff. Because he's sort of thinking that, well, what traveler would steal a laptop? I mean, nobody's going to go through the trouble of buying a ticket and getting through security just to steal stuff. I'm like, no, dude, crime of opportunity. Right. It could have been a cleaning person, but it was probably another traveler. People literally have bags with them. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Just like, there you go. Just put it in there. And and nobody's going to be like, oh, hey, you. What are you doing picking that laptop up off that seat over there? Nobody wants to be in anybody else's right. business in the airport. Right. No one is caring. They just want to be on the airplane and home. Yeah. This is 100% entirely his own fault. Mm-hmm. There was no, he forgot it. I mean, I can totally see with your story with forgetting mm-hmm. it in security. I mean, I wouldn't because I'm pathological. <laughs> but you are like trying to juggle your shoes and your coat Mm -hmm. and your bag and whatever you had to take out of the bag, maybe your toiletries and get Mm -hmm. away. And I could, it it could happen. Absolutely. But this um, actual decision that he made to leave it there. (laughs) So stupid. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. He deserved that. I did enjoy, um, his impression of the lost and found officer that he talked to. <laughs> there are no regular weekends here at the Los Angeles International Airport. Right. Which is true. Like he he brought his entitlement to that mm-hmm. to that phone call. And when he said he, he delayed the flight, I was like, oh please. And the thing is that he if he has find my iPhone, he also has find my laptop. Mm-hmm. He could have made it be a noise, and I bet the person didn't get very far. No, probably not. Well, we don't know how long he was wrangling over jerky at the Hudson News. <laughs> right. Well, and the person could have been on a skateboard and been in a different yeah. concourse. <laughs> mm-hmm. That's true. That's true. Now, I the thought just struck me. It. I wonder if Luke would have had better luck with the lost and found people if he'd been able to do it in person. Because... Don't you think that his handsome face and his charm would have worked much better in person yes. than over the phone? 
Yes. I I really think that he could have gotten some action on that if he hadn't already delayed the plane. Yeah. And I felt bad. I felt anxious because he was working on, um, wasn't he on his way to Livewire from Los Angeles? Yes. Mm -hmm. And he had done all the work on there. And of course he didn't sink it. Of course not. I hope he knows about Google Docs by now. (laughs) Well, this is um, one of those incidents that you would think that he would learn from, but... Uh, Almost exactly to the day, one year later, um, October 30th, 2014, Luke leaves his luggage unattended. Let's listen to that one. I like that, by the way, today we, we don't have as much time as normal because I've got to run off and do wait, wait. And yet I'm going to now waste probably 10 minutes of the show today on how hard uploading yesterday's show proved to be for me. Oh, no. I So here's what happened. I dropped my laptop. Well, I put my laptop down on an uneven surface the other day, which was called the bathroom countertop at our house. And I put it on top of a couple magazines or something, or like the New York Times. And I took like two steps away, and then I could hear it sliding. But by the time I turned around and reached back for it, it was too late. So it fell. It seemed like it was in okay shape. But what I've noticed is that there's a USB port on one side of the computer, and also that's where the SD card goes. And neither one of those things seem to be working now. Now, I didn't realize this when I got to the airport yesterday and we recorded that fantastic show that no one can ever forget from yesterday. But then I went to pull out the SD card to to put the audio on my computer to send it to you to make the show, and it wouldn't read it. So then I'm running around Hudson, like I'm running around the airport. My flight's leaving in like 20 minutes. I'm running around the airport trying to find a Hudson News that's selling this cable that I need because I can, in the words of Joe Bluth, I can circumvent the SD card uh, if I get the right cable, which of course I forgot to bring with me. So I, but the problem was, Andrew, I had all this luggage and I didn't want to bring the luggage with me. So I left the luggage just totally unattended, sitting in the cor- the deep corner of the end gate at SeaTac Airport. And I just ran off and I just, I really, the thought was, I'll be able to buy this cable and get back and tell the police that that's my stuff. That was my working plan. Quick question, if I may interject. Mm-hmm. Um... You know that computer that you busted by taking into the bathroom with you? Do you remember um, why you had to buy that one? Wait, which which one? Oh, you mean because I lost my other one? You didn't lose your other one. You left it unattended in an airport. Oh yeah, that was how that was how I lost it, or how it was stolen away from me, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. That seems to be a pattern. Well, listen to this though, buddy. I hear the judgmental tone in your voice. <laughs> I. Uh, listen to this. I brought the laptop with me to the Hudson News. Okay, it was just all your other travel. Yeah. And actually, but, what is in a, your travel bag that would be like the worst thing stolen? It's mostly clothes and stuff, I guess. I had no fear of anyone stealing my stuff. My fear was that by the time I got back, it would be like there'd be a, a, a bomb a bomb robot oh, that right. somebody was remote controlling over to my stuff. Because it's one thing if you leave your, you leave your luggage... And you ask the guy next to you, hey, could you keep an eye on this? I got to, you know, run to the bathroom or something. But this was like there was nobody to talk to about it. This was even I, and I think that all this security theater that they do at the airports is pretty ridiculous. But even I, if I walked up on this, would have been like, this doesn't smell right. 
mm-hmm. is like a really big overstuffed black bag sitting on top of a like rolling suit bag and there's no one anywhere near it like this has this has danger written all over it so i knew that i mean i was i was assuming that i was going to have to explain to the bomb police what was going on that's how much i wanted to get this cable first of all the fact that he doesn't remember that it happened a year ago right andrew totally has to like prompt him yes. if i'm spending 2 to 3000 i don't know how much a laptop is like $3,000 for an Apple one. I would remember that. Mm-hmm. And when he points out, well, I took it with me. <laughs> no, that was the funniest part of the whole clip when he said, I hear the judgmental tone in your voice. <laughs> and then went on to point out that he took the laptop. He just left all the rest of his luggage unattended. And why did he take it in the bathroom? That was my first question. What could he possibly have been doing in the bathroom that he needed his laptop? Was it the airport bathroom? I'm getting really upset, but... No, 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 no. I don't think so. I think it was at home because didn't he say something about how Carrie had a couple of magazines on the counter in the bathroom and he put the laptop on there and they slid off? I know. It's... It's terrible. It's terrible. So this is a clip not necessarily about him leaving it somewhere in the airport, but it does have the careless factor before that in that he broke it because of his carelessness, which led to this whole thing. And why, if you have suddenly realized that you need a special cable so that you can upload your recording to your laptop... Why would you go to the Hudson News at the airport? They have those little, like, electronics places. Right. You're not going to get a cable at the Hudson News. No. Did he get it there? I don't remember. No. He had to go to, like, an Apple store or, or someplace when he got to Chicago. Was that where he was going in this one? I don't remember. I I just, again... Why does he think the waiting area is his own personal living room? I know. Well, first of all, I would never in a million years ask a stranger to watch my luggage. You know, he used the example of, oh, could you just wash my bag while I go to the bathroom? No, I take this suitcase in the bathroom. It's going in there with me if I'm by myself. There's no way I'm going to ask a stranger to hold on to it for me. No, that's... First of all, now you have, if if there are people that aren't aren't going to rob you, mm-hmm. you've saddled someone with a job. They're not like, what if they have to go to the bathroom? What if mm-hmm. something happened? What if they need beef jerky? Now you have <laughs> to wait for some some rando to come back. Who knows where he's going? What if you he can't? Didn't... You can't deny that beef jerky urge. That must be fed immediately. Right. <laughs> Exactly. So that it's rude to ask unless it's people you're traveling with. Right. No, that's that's a different story. Yeah. Rude. Never, never. And he wasn't worried that people would steal it. He was more worried that airport staff would think that unattended luggage was a bomb. Yeah. Which I just don't think in this climate that's something that you need to be messing around with at all. Just like how you never joke about a bomb in an airport, you never leave a piece of luggage or anything sitting out that could possibly somehow be perceived as an explosive device. 
Also, if some rando next to me says, watch this, if the cops come, it's not a bomb. It's 100% a bomb. Right. (laughs) (laughs) This reminds me of back in my working at the mall days. There was a security guard that used to come in and browse in my store. I'm sure he was on the clock, but whatever. In fact, I think he was the head of security. And so he would always have his radio on while he was there because, you know, got to know what the teens are doing down at the movie theater at any given time. And he was he was in my store one day and his um, walkie talkie goes off that there is a, a suspicious package up in the food court. They and he gets on the radio stuff. and he's like, stand down, stand down. We will send personnel immediately. And I was like, <laughs> OK, sure. Somebody left their old Navy bag in the food court. (laughs) Getting all upset about it. Right. (laughs) But you know, that's the way it goes nowadays. You see some random luggage. (laughs) What are you supposed to say something? Yep. (laughs) Should we move on to the next one? Uh, Let's do that. Uh, This clip is from September 26th, 2012. Uh, This is actually not directly a story of Luke's experience, at least not to start with, but there is a story that they address address about a man who uh, left his iPad on a plane and what happened after that. This is the kind of thing that's happened to probably all of us at some point. If you have like uh, an iPhone or an iPod or an iPad and you have lost it, you have, you have rude rude the fact that you did not take better care of it and then if you're me you've gone onto your computer to do find my iphone and then you've realized oh i never activated that oh i'm screwed well that did not happen to a uh, a guy who was flying uh on a horizon air flight he's a, uh, uh, d- described as a nevada man he was on a plane i think he was flying to portland he left his ipad in the little um you know kind of sleeve pocket if yeah, you will in the seat in front of him uh, the seat in front of him and uh he they went back on the plane or whatever they couldn't find the ipad it was gone he but he while he was in the area while he was in portland he turned on his find my ipad function and in fact it found it and it was in oregon city uh oregon he tracked it there it was in fact in the home of the 43 year old flight attendant for the horizon air flight that he had been on she had stoled his iPad. She said that she found it on a seat and that she was going to return it. She just had brought it home for a minute. There was a problem with that story, Andrew, which was what? Uh, that uh, I believe <laughs> they opened it up and like she had filled out a bunch of stuff in the calendar, like her husband's birthday. Yes, she had. <laughs> it, she was clearly trying to use it for her own purposes because it was. It had her information on it, including a reminder in the calendar about her husband's birthday. Well, she just wanted to make sure it worked before taking the tr- you know, going through the trouble of taking it back. Because right. like, if yeah. the calendar doesn't work, right. you don't even want this exactly. iPad. You're just, just saving everybody time. Right. Well, she um, <laughs> she faces 12 years in prison. Really? I mean, I doubt she'll get that. But isn't that crazy? Yeah. Seems like kind of a lot of time. It does seem like a lot of time. Although that would irritate me to no end. Well, it's happened to me before. I left my iPod. I bought... I have the worst luck with iPods. I lose them constantly. I usually use my iPhone as an iPod, except for the problem is it runs down the battery. It doesn't hold as many songs. Mm-hmm. So um, 
Uh, in fact, when we do this show here, I'm always playing the opening music from my iPhone. Why? Mm-hmm. Because I always lose my iPods. Mm-hmm. I bought a new iPod. By the way, they're not cheap. It was like 250 yeah. bucks or something. Yeah, especially if you get one with a big hard drive. Yeah, exactly. So I got I was all excited. I load up all the music, and then I'm flying uh, from Seattle to, I think, New York. And I leave it in the in the pocket, and I get off the plane. Same thing. I turn around. I come right back in. iPod is gone. I, I had been off the plane for five seconds. I Ugh. knew it was one of the ladies cleaning the plane. But the weird part is that I wasn't mad if it was one of the ladies cleaning the plane. Because my feeling like in the sort of the way that the universe works um, is, okay, you're a lady from Guatemala or some other place, more than likely, some other country. And you or whatever, you're from this country originally. But the point is you have a job of cleaning airplanes. It's not a particularly fun job. It's not the worst job you could have, but it's not a great job. Mm -hmm. You probably don't get paid a ton of money. And the silver lining of this job is, you know, every three months you get a free iPod that you basically stole from somebody who is probably doing better than you because they're flying on airplanes. And somehow that logic works for me. Like I wasn't even mad. I was just like, you know, well played, cleaning ladies. Mm. Because that's who I assumed it was because they're the ones who go through and – they put the magazines back in the you know pocket, like. But I wasn't even mad. But somehow this flight attendant stealing it makes me furious. So Luke says, "This is something that's probably happened to all of us at some point." And I said, "No, <laughs> no, it hasn't." <laughs> He's like, "You know, when you put your your iPad or your iPhone in the pocket of the seat in front of you, and you just forget it there." And I was like, "No, no, because you don't do it. I would never." put my electronics in the seat pocket. Never. I don't even think if I had a laptop and it was sticking up and really visible, I don't think I would do it because I'm just too paranoid about losing stuff. Yeah, I always, as I don't, I wouldn't care. I don't think I would have an iPad, but like I, from leaving the laptop and having things stolen, I constantly have to touch everything mm-hmm. and and do a so like wallet and i'll touch it multiple times like i just say wallet and touch it phone touch it keys touch it like i have to do that over and over again and that's what i would do and i would never never put it in that thing and leave nope. it and i think i think that on my last long flight probably from portugal or something i had to put the kindle in the seat pocket for just a second because i was juggling something and I was freaked out the whole time until I could get it out again and have it in my possession (laughs) and like put it back in my bag because I just don't want to take any chances and I do the same thing that you do too I have my little mantra is wallet keys phone wallet Mm -hmm. keys phone every day yep (laughs) no matter where I'm going and I'll even do like this is the when you're dumb when I'm like listening to a podcast and I have the phone in my hand and I'm doing wallet, keys, phone. And I'm like, where the hell is my phone? And I'm like listening to it and looking at it. And I'm oh like freaking my out. God. I have had experiences where I'm driving and I'll think, oh my God, where are my car keys? And it'll take me like five <laughs> seconds to figure out. Oh, I've been there. <laughs> Young people listening, this will happen to you. And right. it will happen sooner than you think it's going to. <laughs> right. <laughs> Um, but even if you leave a Kindle, that's like a 
$200, let's say, if you get the most expensive one. An iPad is like almost $1,000. Mm-hmm. Why are you leaving that in the plane thing? I bet that happens a lot. I'm sure it must. I I I don't know. I I can't imagine, but um let's talk about the um structure of people that work on planes and how Luke thinks of them. <laughs> because yes, let's. <laughs> he apparently thinks it's okay for the cleaning people of the plane to get free items sometimes. Right. Mm -hmm. But not a flight attendant. Right. I actually went and I was like, well, what is the average salary of a flight attendant? And Mm -hmm. as you can imagine, it varies widely given how much time they have under their belts. But I saw some figures as low as like $18,000 a year. Mm -hmm. Yep. For new flight attendants. So (laughs) they're not exactly rolling in the dough, Luke. I looked up for the cabin cleaners and it's about the same. Mm-hmm. That start off at 18. And the thing is that there's a benefit to being the flight attendant that you don't have with the cleaner in that you are an airline employee, so you get the flight benefits. But oh. benefits don't pay your bills. Nope. Where the cleaners are a third party on the ground. They're um, airport employees, usually. Mm. So there's that, but... They're making the same amount of money. No one should be stealing. Right. And you could say, well, the cleaning crew has to deal with people's trash. And mm. I would say, but yeah, the flight attendants have to deal with the drunk people. Right. So and people that one, like, half a dozen of the other. That are the same people that treat servers terrible. Mm-hmm. They're now in the air and they feel that they're entitled. <laughs> so. Yep. Yeah. This moral relativism i guess that luke's practicing here is a little bit beyond me i'm like dude stealing is stealing right it's not great how would he have felt if it was his ipad i mean well it has been (laughs) (laughs) but it was kind of an interesting story about this guy's ipad that he tracked more successfully than Luke, as we'll mm-hmm. learn in the next clip. But um, he he found that it had been stolen by the, the 43-year-old flight attendant. So, okay, this lady's making probably a little bit more money, but still. Mm-hmm. I don't see that, that that matters. But she tried to spin a story about how she had just taken it home temporarily for safekeeping or something. But then she'd put her husband's birthday in on the calendar. Yeah, I was like, oh, yeah busted oh and she probably got fired i'm sure she did yeah i mean i don't feel too bad for her but no don't steal stuff no and i mean depending on what the state laws are i know in minnesota if it's if you steal something that's over 500 dollars, it's a felony right that's the thing with all these phones is that it it goes into felony territory mm-hmm. because an iphone is a thousand dollars which is insane in itself. We don't need to get into that. But, you know, stealing a laptop that's $3,000, that's yep. more expensive than some cars. So that's crazy. Agreed. I think my most expensive possession, other than my house and my car, is my couch. 
And I bought that for $800. And I thought that was just like the most money ever. I can't imagine paying that much for a phone. <laughs> what, how, what is your phone? Well, my phone was probably like six, five or so six. So it's up there. Yeah, that's not cheap. They do that yeah, thing no. where they have you pay, you know, monthly installments mm-hmm. so you never yeah. actually find out what the true right. cost of your phone is. <laughs> and I know you just you just came into the smartphone pretty recently. Yes, it's my first smartphone and I've had it for almost three years now. Oh, wow. That's long for a phone. I know it is. <laughs> um, I was trying to think how many phones Luke must have had, like in the course of TBTL's history. He gets oh. at least one a year. At from least. losing them, right? And I know Jeremy likes to get the new iPhone the every one. year, but that's mm-hmm. be- that's not because he loses them. That's no. because he's into the tech, and then he right. gives you the hand me down. So yeah, he either sells a- it, he either yeah. sells it to make the money, or he gives it to me. But now with this upgrade program, you just box it up and trade it in. Mm-hmm. So um, there's that. But yeah, I would say Luke gets the new tech, and then also another one. So he's probably good for two a year. Right. Just or like pooping his pants. When he loses it, he tries to justify it by saying, well, I didn't get the new one when it came out three months ago. So it's probably okay. <laughs> it's probably okay. Like, well, except you completely lost any kind of trade in value. Right. <laughs> All right. So on that topic, let's go to this clip from January 22nd, 2013, when Luke tracks his lost iPhone. Um, Speaking of things uh, not going exactly according to plan, uh, my – so what happened was it was very early Monday morning when I left my uh, telephone in a cab in Las Vegas. So like late, late, late Sunday night as far as your partying Late, late, late Sunday night, yeah. And by partying, I mean me and Camaro Kev sitting – in a restaurant at the Paris Hotel eating a French dip. Oh, cool. That sounds And good. high-fiving because we just learned that the Sonics were coming to us. Or, you know, the Kings were coming to Seattle to be the Sonics, hopefully anyway. Um, and uh, and so then we took a cab ride and I left the phone in the cab. I think this is the third time you've left your um, phone in a cab since yes. I've known you. How is this happening? Is it a loose pocket issue? Is it a, huh. I'm setting it down and then I'm forgetting that I set it down? It's constantly in your hand. It's and- a loose pocket issue. Oh. Is what it comes. Well, I mean, I don't. I wouldn't say my pockets are any looser than anyone else's, but I mean, um, somehow I have this. I, I just have the the bad luck or just the inattentiveness. I'm willing to, I'm willing to blame myself for uh, for you know what I've done wrong, and it's probably being drunk sometimes, but not like so drunk that I like don't know what side right. is up. You know what I mean? Just being five percent less attentive than I would normally be, right? And then you know. Just jumping out of the cab, going quickly, and not checking my pockets, which is yeah. just something. Were I, you in suit mode in Vegas? Did you make no, I was suit? not because no. it's weekend. You don't wear suits on weekends. No, and yeah, it's 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 odd because in Seattle, I like being in suit mode, and down there, there are too many like groups of dudes that think they're in yeah. swingers. Yeah. yeah. So I actually wanted Great to not. Movie, by the way. I wanted to not wear suits because I wanted to not. As much as I actually do love the movie, I wanted to not, um, you know, make yeah. things uh, look kind of uh, bad if, okay. if you will so so it's yeah i have a problem with this has been pointed out to me by carrie and other people and again with that i did not ask that accusatory because i was just wondering like maybe there's something wrong with your pants <laughs> is literally why i was asking well there probably are i don't know if that's related to the uh phone or not but anyway um so 
I, I, I leave the, uh, the phone in the car. I get up the next morning. I happen to have my iPad with me, though. And so I put on the track your iPhone thing. And at first, like, the phone is nowhere to be found. And I'm pretty bummed. Um, but uh, suddenly, like, I don't know, a few hours later, it's like around noon, maybe a little bit later. I hear this alert sound on my iPad, and I go over, and it says your I- your iPhone has been found. Mm. Somebody turned it on, or started somebody to use started it or charging something. it, and because it had been dead, it was also almost oh, dead when I left it in the car. Yeah. Somebody clearly plugged it in, and it tells me the address where the phone is, and it's in East Las Vegas. So, what does uh, describe East Las Vegas? Well, I didn't even know there was an East okay, Las Vegas. Right, Let's okay. just say it ain't the Strip. Okay. So now I have this like – and by the way, I just like to uh, tell everyone this story doesn't end well. So lest we get like a four-minute four, four to 78-minute buildup. <laughs> um, I'm uh, dying to hear how you got that scar across your face. Yeah. It's like a perfect Z. <laughs> <laughs> but I got the phone, Andrew, and that's what counts. No. So I, um, uh, I, I'm trying to decide what to do because I – first of all, my flight leaves in like an hour and a half or something, two hours. And I've been sending messages to the phone furiously saying, reward if found. And you can do stuff when you have the lost my, you know, find my iPhone or find my iPad device where you can send messages to it. You can make it make a sound. Mm -hmm. So I'm doing all of that. I'm saying reward, you know, I really would like this phone back, please. And I'm, I'm, it's locked. So they can't really look at it, but they could at least, I keep sending them my email address saying, please email me. No response. But it's sitting there in this neighborhood about 10 miles away from the hotel. It's just sitting there. So I just know someone has it plugged in and like sitting on a desk or something. So I just decide I'm going to go just try to get it from whoever has it. And uh, Camaro Kev is like, that's a bad idea. <laughs> but what he really says is be careful. He's like, that stuff can get really weird. He's not going with you? No, he was still kind of sleeping. Really? He's a, I mean, he's a, he seems like a good guy to have at your side in a situation like that. He's a bigger think, guy. He seems pretty tough. Like, I don't I think would, he wanted any part of that. Really? Huh, so I, I didn't want any part of it. Yeah. Because I didn't really know what my plan was. Yeah. So How many guys are you there with? Everyone else was gone. Okay. And also, I needed to go straight to the airport afterwards oh, okay. because it was like All I right. was already right. almost late for my flight. So I get in the cab. I've got the iPad, right? And I tell the guy, we're going to this address. And he's like, never heard of it. And I'm just like, you know, giving him, I'm like, it's by, you know, uh, it's like where Tropicana intersects with um, uh, um, Jimmy Durante Drive. (laughs) No, not kidding. So we go on this just epic, like half hour drive through just, I mean, you've heard about like when you get off the strip in Vegas, it gets depressing. Mm Mm-hmm. But it's just like you really have to see it for yourself. It's just – it's it's really the a really weird like kind of very visible um, illustration of the boom and bust cycle mm-hmm. of an American city that's built on particularly shaky sand, mm-hmm. i.e. gambling mm-hmm. and whores and whatever else Las Vegas <laughs> is supposed to be about. Because it's just like so much stuff. That exi- like you know, so many just like crappy strip malls that are just totally empty. Mm-hmm. So many you know things where you can tell that like they got the money together to open a place for a you know a month and then it just closed down. And just like guys who are washing cars 
they have like a Ford Aerostar that's like a mobile car washing thing, and they're just set up. They're set up in a parking lot where there used to be a building, but now it's just been raised down to just being a concrete uh-huh. square. You can see where a building was, and they're just in a minivan saying, "Bring your car in here. Yep. We'll wash it with a just hose." Just sitting and- there with oh, yeah. with a, probably a wet dry vac. They have hooked yeah. up to a car battery. <laughs> there is a shop vac involved. It's just that kind of thing. It's just so depressing, and I'm also now getting nervous because. I don't really know what my plan is. Do you have GPS, by the way, as you're trying to search, search this? Is your iPad, does it work no. outside of a Wi-Fi no. area? The guy, the cab driver had GPS on his phone. Uh, okay. So that's now what we're following. Right. And my iPad is just like, it knows the address where the phone supposedly is, but it doesn't work anymore. Because you're not connected to Wi-Fi. I'm not connected. Yeah, okay. So we're just driving. Add to all of this, I'm massively hungover. Yeah. What else is new? Um, and we're just, we're clipping along. And I'm just getting kind of more and more nervous as we get to this address because I'm just like, what you know, what's my what's my plan when we get here? So <clears throat> I'm thinking through all these different things, and I'm thinking like, am I going to try to go like tough guy? Am I going to try to go nice guy? Mm-hmm. I feel like if I'm too nice, and the person has my phone, they're going to see weakness, and they're not going to like give me the phone. Mm-hmm. They're not going to feel like they need to. But if I try to come on super tough, mm-hmm. then that might be off-putting. This is why seven-day waiting periods are stupid. You should have been able to get a gun right there. You know, the right funniest then. part is I drove past, like, one of the biggest gun-selling places in probably the western United States. <laughs> it's on Tropicana. It has a giant picture of an AR-15 you might be oh surprised to see. I drove past a place like that. And while I wasn't considering getting a gun, I did note it as slightly coincidental. Uh-huh. Or maybe ironic. If this is spinning into some sort of – this is just the prologue to some sort of Tarantino-esque yeah. adventure. You're going to need to remember where that place is. Yeah. So I'm – so anyway, we finally get to the place and I'm like, OK, just wait here to the cab driver who I didn't want to actually tell him that the person's house we were going to didn't know that I knew my phone mm-hmm. was there mm-hmm. because he uh, – I, I thought probably wouldn't take me. Yeah. Keep the car running. So I'm, so I'm trying to kind of like explain to him how I'm – he's like – he's like it's a guy, some guy from like you know uh, Ethiopia. He's like, how do you know he has your phone? You talk to him? I'm like, well, not exactly. But I know the phone's there. How do you know your phone there? Uh, well, on my iPad. Oh, I never see. I never see. <laughs> like, I, like, you know. You didn't know about the tracking. His point being he was very impressed with the tracking and all this stuff. But he was a good egg. So we – anyway, we get over there. I'm like, leave the car running. I get out. I walk up to the house. I'm a little nervous. I have – so what I end up going with, was, which uh, I'm going to call the um, – the uh, you can catch more flies with honey than vinegar approach. But I also have some vinegar if I need to. <laughs> right, so in the form like, of a baseball bat or no, a hammer or like of, that other guy. <clears throat> no, my thought was I'm going to say, hey, I think you have my iPhone. I'm so – thank you so much for grabbing it. Here's – some money, thank you. Mm-hmm. I was going to give them like you know fifty bucks, mm-hmm. um, and then if they were like, "I'm not giving you your phone," I'd be like, "Well, then I'll just call the police," mm-hmm. which was going to be an empty threat because I couldn't, I couldn't wait for the police. Yeah, right. And, and you is, didn't have a phone, and I never had an iPhone. <laughs> and that's the, that's the crazy yeah. part. No, no, no. I mean, you couldn't call the police. Right. You didn't have I, a, no, yeah, I, right. I yeah, couldn't. Yeah. It'd be great though if I had never even had an iPhone. <laughs> so it's just all a delusion or something. So I um, I go up, I knock on the door. And I hear like TV on in the background or something. It's also now it's like one in thirty in the afternoon on a on a Monday. Yeah, on a MLK day. It's a yeah. holiday, but you right. know, it's like I'm like, is anyone even gonna be here? I knock on the door, there's like a TV or something going, and like I hear it turn off. And I'm like, 
is this person hiding from me right now? And then the doorknob turns, opens up, and it's a, um, I would describe, it's a medium terrifying Mexican guy with a shaved head <laughs> and a big scar along the side of his head. <laughs> Taller than you? Uh, about my height, but yeah. huskier. Yeah. And so I go, hi, you have my iPhone? He looks at me and goes, iPhone? And he looks totally shocked, yeah. totally puzzled, like no idea what I'm talking about. And I go, yeah, I have a tracking thing on my iPad and it tells me the iPhone's here. He goes, I have a Samsung. I have a Galaxy, but not an iPhone. And then I'm like starting to get this feeling. He's also not the cab driver, by the way. Mm-hmm. That much. If it's the cab driver, you're, you're if the in a better place. If it's the cab driver, I, there's no way that my phone's yeah. not there, right? Yeah. But it's not the cab driver. It's just a random guy I've never seen, right? Yeah. So I'm like, huh. Well, my iPad says it's in here. And he's like, I have a tablet, but that's a Galaxy also. And now I'm starting to feel kind of shitty mm-hmm. because this guy seems like he really does seem kind of mystified. Yeah. And he's not actually being a jerk. Yeah. He's like kind of confused. Yeah. And then I'm like, well, is it possible one of your kids might have it? And now I'm just starting to feel kind of racist. Because <laughs> you're like, accusing somebody It would somebody have been so great if he was a white guy. It would have been so much better. Because I just could have been like... You know, I don't know. I, w- I wouldn't have, there wouldn't have been any overtone or undertone mm-hmm. or tone yeah. of me. Cause of course it had nothing to do with whatever this guy's ethnicity was. Well, your iPad is notoriously racist. <laughs> it's, it's, um, and that was just, that's cause it was the first version. They fixed that in V2. <laughs> right. So I'm standing there and I'm like, I was like, yeah, cause I left it in the cab. Is anyone else around here? Like a cab driver? He goes, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. And then I'm just standing there and I'm just kind of like, well, you know, what do I do next? Do I like, do I try to challenge him further? And it's, it's considering I showed up and accused him of having my phone Mm -hmm. and he seemed like he didn't have my phone. He seemed totally confused about that. I thought if I keep pushing this, we may go from it being this being kind of a friendly conversation to this being kind of an aggressive conversation. Mm -hmm. And you being the aggressor. Depending yeah, on or, or him being him yeah. getting a little bit like, what do you like? You know, we were we were keeping it all kind of cordial, mm-hmm. and eventually I was just like, I just was sort of out of ideas, you know, and I was like, I was like, okay, well, um, thanks, mm-hmm. and I like, you know, I just sort of he was like, yeah, okay, man, and I just leave. I go back to the cab, very dejected. Expensive cab ride too. Oh yeah, yeah, especially because my. Driver forgot to turn the meter on for part of it. So when we got done, he was like, and I don't think this was a lie either. He was like, I forgot to turn it on. It's eight extra dollars on mm. top of the, you know, $60 it already was. So finally we get back, uh, we get to the airport. I get on my flight. They have free Wi-Fi at the airport. And I turn the iPad on and I noticed that um, I was at that guy's house at like one whatever you know, one thirty, one forty-five, something like that, and that basically, whenever I was there, about five to ten minutes later, the phone off, like off the grid, like mm. it had been off the grid. It went on the grid. I showed up and told off. someone, "Hey, uh, I can track my phone," and then my phone went off the grid, mm. <laughs> and I, I was like, "That's odd." So he was lying. Well, I don't know. I get so I fly back to Seattle. Uh, Carrie picks me up. We I go to the Apple store at South Center Mall because I have to have a phone. 
mostly because it's the only way I have to play the intro music for the show. <laughs> it's a very expensive. Oh, yeah, I didn't even notice. Yeah, you have something. It's a there. very expensive intro music player. <laughs> yeah. So I go and get, and I had the old version of the iPhone, so I guess you know it's like kind of nice. I got to get a newer version, but I um, I'm talking to the guy and I'm kind of telling him this same story about how like I lost the phone, but I could totally track it and, and go to where it was. And I was like, I go, how precise is that? Um, that find my iPhone. He's like. It's completely precise. He's like, it's GPS. It's not like they're taking a wild stab at it. Yeah. It's like a satellite is shooting down, yeah. you know, at But exactly I can understand there could be a gray area because sometimes – I mean I don't know how, how, how it is on the iPhone, but I have a droid and before that one of those um, uh, uh, rims. What are those? Uh, uh, Blackberry. Blackberry. And, uh, you know, on both of these devices, there are times when you're using the GPS and it just kind of can't really kind of zero in exactly. And it's giving you much bigger radiuses yes. than, than needs. So yeah. it's a fair question. I am hoping that that was what was going on. Like I'm hoping that it was not at that guy's house. Yeah. <laughs> because like, it'll drive you insane. It will because just the fact that I was standing there talking to this guy. Also, the fact is he may have done nothing wrong. He could just be totally confused and just like – you know what I mean? Like I would rather that was the case. I was ra- I would rather it was two doors away. I was knocking on the wrong door. Yeah. Then he had it in his house the whole time and was just like apparently the world's greatest actor. Well, here's what we do. You still have the address. We just send the Nevatens mm. over to his house and on uh, mass. Is that how you say that? Yeah. And uh, and they'll just so we call it TBTL justice. This clip cracked me up. Mm. Everything about it. Made me anxious. Yes, I remember listening to it <laughs> when it first aired and being so nervous the whole time he was telling it. Oh my gosh. But let's also go back to our first clip, which is October of 2013. So nine months prior, he lost his iPhone and then mm-hmm. he lost his laptop. Yep. In one year. But it was a loose pocket issue. <laughs> that was hilarious. <laughs> they're not they're not looser than anyone else's. And also again, don't do accents. Right. Especially right. if it's taking a right turn to racist town. Let's mm-hmm. just not do it. <laughs> do you th- so okay. He leaves his phone in a cab. Mm-hmm. That's on him. Cuz he's um, drunk. I mean, yeah. let's just it's it's not a loose pocket thing. It's because he was no. drunk. Yeah. Um, and then why didn't he call the cab company? Mm-hmm. So that was his first wrong. And then he decides to go on this crazy adventure that probably cost him, what do you say, $80? I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. It cost a, a bunch of money. Um, and he put himself in danger. Yep. He put the cab driver potentially yes. in danger. Yeah. I think if he would have told the guy what he was up to... That guy would have said, nope, we're not doing this. Well, that's why he didn't tell him. Because he knew that he would say no. <laughs> and do you Shady. think the guy that answered the door actually knew where the phone was? Oh, yeah. Oh, you do? I oh, don't yeah. think so. I thought that it was like his kid or something. Or mm. or like a relative that lived there. I mean, maybe. Maybe. But also, let's um, sharpshoot the Apple store where they said that it's very accurate. In 2013, it wasn't very accurate. Even now, there was a whole reply all about how everybody that lived in the city was getting directed to their iPhone being at one house. 
I remember that that was down <laughs> south somewhere, wasn't yes, it? It was like, like in, Atlanta, Atlanta or something. Yeah. And that, and that there's just pockets where that happens. So it could have not even been at that house, but it was fishy that it all of a sudden turned off. Yes. Yep. I, I would say that's the, the red flag on that one. And I, I don't know. Luke said that he believed the, what did he say? I wrote it down. Um, the medium terrifying Mexican guy <laughs> didn't seem to know what was going on. But I'll tell you what, I've known enough people who were trying to scam me that um, they can act really innocent. I wish he had another phone that they could have called it. Mm-hmm. Oh, you could hear it ringing on the inside of the house yes. somewhere. Yeah. Oh, man. Well, he could have done that. With the find your iPhone, you can make it ring. <laughs> okay, but so what's the play after that? You make the phone ring, you hear it ringing, and then you... Oh, it's a terrible idea. Everything <laughs> from when he got into the cab with this idea was terrible. I know. I, I'm a little upset at Camaro Kev mm-hmm. for not going with Luke but to do this. Camaro Kev is the smart one. That's true. And I'm sure he was slightly hungover. Mm -hmm. (laughs) That's what it sounded like. Yeah. And I'm sure that Las Vegas police have a lot more to do. Um, But he could have called the police. Yep. That would have been the smart move to do. Mm -hmm. Well, I think that, as usual, he just hadn't left sufficient time to take care of anything. Because he had to get to the airport and he had to get on the plane. So... He really short-circuited all his other options other Mm -hmm. than knocking on a random door and challenging a stranger to give him his property back. Yeah. All the while feeling, I mean, as any decent, hopefully decent white person does when you get into the territory of accusing a a minority of criming when you don't really have any evidence I mean, if you want to be like a decent ally, you don't want to be like, well, you're Mexican. You must have stolen it. But he was sort of feeling like he was in danger of doing that because he didn't want to take the guy at his word. Mm -hmm. I love when he was like, it would have been easier if it was a white guy. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, this is just a terrible, terrible, terrible story, Luke. Kids, don't do this. Don't do this. So if someone stole your phone and uh-huh. you had a way to track it, what would you do? I think I would probably just brick it. Interesting. I would kiss that phone goodbye. It's not worth walking into an unknown situation. Yeah. I mean, I I am not, I don't have Burbank money, but <laughs> I am not hurting to the point that I couldn't replace the phone if I needed to. Right. And I, I think I wouldn't want to take that risk. I'm more concerned with myself losing things. Um, I haven't lost a phone, knock on wood, I guess. Um, but I have lost my wallet multiple times. Um, and now I have a tile tracker in it. Oh, sure. And I never... and only to find it within my house like it's always in my house or it's fallen out of my pocket in my car um and this is this has been a lifesaver and then also keys we have them on all our keys and and then my wallet and 
I didn't even think about if someone stole my wallet, what I would do. Mm-hmm. I, it's really a hard thing to know what you're going to do in the moment of confrontation, because mm-hmm. I feel like I'm talking about my retail experience a lot for this show, but I have had that happen where I've had to confront people who are <gasps> criming in my store and it is really weird and really scary and it's hard to think mm-hmm. and it's hard to like read the situation and it's hard to make a good decision on what you should do next in the moment because there's so much pressure and it's kind of weird and scary. So I don't know. I don't know. I always felt gross after. Mm-hmm. I mean, not like I did that on the reg, but, you know, you worked there for 18 years. You're going to have a few incidents that occur. Did you guys have um, regular stealers like that? you would brace yourself when they came in um not too many but yes for sure we did um that's when your customer service gets so good (laughs) Mm -hmm. the best ever right Mm -hmm. (laughs) absolutely um yeah definitely and then just weird things people are weird people are weird Mm -hmm. people are strange and your radar goes off and you know that somebody's doing something, but in the moment you can't figure out what it is, mm-hmm. but you're still freaked out. Yeah. I don't want that feeling if I don't have to. So that's why I'd probably write a stolen phone off. I'd be just like, mm-hmm. it's not worth it. Yeah. I, um, I worked in retail once and it was at a thrift shop and w- once every God, was every other month we would have this big blowout and it would be like one day everything in the store is 50% off. And then there would be certain things that would be like 75% off, but everything was at least 50. And there would be customers that would come in the night before and just like stuff mm-hmm. things like suitcases filled with stuff or like stash it. And my favorite thing to do was go around to all the best hiding spots and <laughs> empty them all. <laughs> and there were there was definitely this lady she was probably 70 would try to do shenanigans and like fill item like stuff a suitcase full of clothes and then it'd be like i'd be like oh let me do it and she'd like yell at me no you can't open that you can't check it don't open it and i'll be like okay the more you the more you protest the more i'm gonna do it (laughs) Mm mm-hmm all right. Do we have anything else to say? I mean, have we like castigated Luke enough? <laughs> Do you think he's getting better? Um, it, we haven't heard about something like this in a while. Mm-hmm. So maybe. And he's traveling a lot. There's a lot of opportunities for him to leave stuff. That's true. I mean, I feel like there was that time a couple of summers ago when he left the passport and the hotel in New York. Yes. And then left the passport at DJ Tuna's house. Yes. Mm-hmm. The Andrew had to go break in and, and the get Andrew it. had to break in. <laughs> yep. And like FedEx it to him. Yeah. So mm-hmm. the, at least with electronics, it seems he's getting better. <laughs> <laughs> well, and maybe also once you have a joint bank account with somebody, 
maybe he takes a little bit more care because it's not just right. his money. It's Carrie's money too. Right, right, right. We can hope. I just find this to be an endlessly fascinating topic. You know, when I try to understand the, the strange creature that is Luke Burbank, this is one of those things that I just can't quite wrap my mind around. Mm-hmm. Agree. Should I do some housekeeping? Oh, wait. Hmm. We need to thank the archivist. Yes, I forgot to do that. Okay. I was going to do it when I got to get involved, but oh. I can certainly <laughs> do it now. So today's archivist, I did not archive any of these clips for Whoa. once. <laughs> I know. So this was a real team effort. Uh, our friend Dawn Hafner, who just got her dazzling donor, big shout out on TBTL. Dawn found one of the clips. Also, Meryl S., who's provided a few clips to us. Uh, Greg Lawson. Is that how you suppose you would say that? Um, let's call his voicemail. <laughs> for a pronouncer. <laughs> and our friend Ashley Gilliam provided the last clip. So thank you very much to Dawn, Meryl, Greg, and Ashley. Couldn't have done it without you. Yes. Um, so buy some stuff in our merch store. Our um, tax man, Kevin farewell says that we need to start making some more money so um <laughs> buy some stuff <laughs> um archive project our clip shows would not be possible or at least Anne would have to do a ton of more work if it uh -huh. weren't for the archivist archive archiving the weeks we have plenty of weeks to go around if you'd like to help jump in and do that um and you can also help us make some a little bit of cash by going to littleredbandwagon.com slash Amazon whenever you are buying Amazon stuff. Indeed. And if you'd like to get involved with the show in a non-monetary way, you can come check out our website, littleredbandwagon.com. Uh, send a comment, good or bad, about TBTL or us to throwyourphone.com. You can come on over and hang out at our Facebook page. The show Twitter is at LRB Podcast. You can send us an email at littleredbandwagon at gmail.com, and you can send us a voicemail or a text at 802-432-TBTL. That's 802-432-8285. Thanks, Christy. This was a fun topic. Yes, it was. <laughs> I will never get tired of talking about Luke screwing up. <laughs> True. And with that, why don't you get us out of here? All right, until next time, this is the next party. And we do love you, Luke. We do love him, don't we? Yeah, of course. We do. <laughs> We do. He's a big old dope about this stuff, yeah. but he has yeah. other good qualities. <laughs> <laughs>